A is for air conditioning. B is for baseball. C is for campfire. Raindrop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. In this episode, I've got a few grab bag puzzles that may or may not have anything to do with summer, because that's what B-sides are about. But first, solutions to puzzles from last episode. Even more first, some bonus puzzle solves. So I gave a bonus puzzle last week based on the problem of the tortoise and the snail, where Zeno runs back and forth at 10 meters per second, between a tortoise running at a half meter per second and a snail going at a quarter meter per second. And we determined that Zeno would travel a total of 4,000 meters, but wanted to know how many meters he traveled towards the snail. The answer, as sent in by a couple of listeners, is 2,100 meters towards the snail and 1,900 meters towards the tortoise. I'll leave the details to you, but there were two basic approaches. First approach, sent in by Brian from California, For every 21 seconds he runs away from the tortoise, he can get back to the tortoise in 19 seconds. So if you take that ratio across all 400 seconds of running time, it's 210 seconds away from the tortoise, which is uh, 2,100 meters. Second approach by listener Russ from Wiltshire, England, the tortoise meets the snail 200 meters from the starting line which is where Zeno ends as well. So that means that out of the 4,000 meters he spent running back and forth, he ran 200 more meters away from the starting line as he did back towards the starting line, which leaves 2,100 away and 1,900 towards. Second bonus puzzle was to find a one-syllable word that ends in S, but you can add a second S to make a different word with two syllables, and that word is cares, C-A-R-E-S, which becomes caress. Brian and Russ got that one as well. D is for diving board, or just diving. F is for fireworks. G is for guitar. Solution one. (laughs) Pedal to the gold medal. In which summer Olympic sport does a competitor travel the fastest without the aid of wheels or wind? The answer is the 10-meter dive. By the time the diver hits the water, uh, based on the acceleration of gravity, they'll be going around 14 meters per second, or 31 to 32 miles an hour. The fastest they've recorded Usain Bolt running is just over 27 miles an hour. Equestrian events will usually top out around 25 miles an hour, I believe, which means Usain Bolt could be racing horses. Uh, Rowing is only about 18 miles an hour, I believe, and even sailing wouldn't get there, although windsurfing might, because they can get up to around 35 miles an hour or even more if the conditions are right for it. At least in regular windsurfing they can. I don't really know about the Olympics, but... I assume it's the same. 
Solution 2. Midsummer in the Outdoors. I was looking for relatively common words that can be found for all three of the letters C, H, and K, such that they start with that letter and also have a double letter in the middle. So starts with C and has a double C, and the same with H and K. All three of them are things you might stop to pick up when you're on a summer road trip. Edward from Shanghai, uh, China, <laughs> was the first to get this one. You know, just clarifying in case you thought it was like Shanghai, Idaho or something. Anyway, the words are C, cappuccino. Caffeine is a must for me. Um, so cappuccino. I mean, if you're going to stop at Italian restaurants, you could probably get some other stuff. As John from Massachusetts pointed out, like uh, cacciatore or carpaccio. I don't even really know how to say them. Because like Italian restaurants, kind of like Thai restaurants for me, are places where I just point at the menu like I'm a four-year-old. Like I want that. <laughs> All right, so that was C. H is hitchhiker. Uh, K is knickknack, which is valid as one long word, knickknack. You might stop at a gift shop or a travel store. And I don't know what it is about trips, but maybe you don't do this. But it's, it's suddenly like, well, sure, I'm on vacation, so why not pay 20 bucks for like a completely useless item? That way that I can, you know, remember I was there, you know, <laughs> yeah, or take pictures or write in a journal. Honestly, I can't even afford to take that many vacations. But last summer, my wife and I took a trip to Washington State and we visited the National Forest, Ruby Beach, Mount Rainier. And in the gift shop at Mount Rainier, I spent like, I think it was $40 on this wooden puzzle box that kind of looks like a bear's head. And by puzzle box, I mean, you just really, you just slide this thing out and then it opens. So it's really not very interesting as a puzzle. It does look nice, but still, I got home and the at-home version of my brain saw what the on-vacation version of my brain had done. and was like, what did you buy? Do you think the kids can eat wooden puzzle boxes? I still haven't gotten over it, obviously, but it's a pretty cool box, I guess. It's made in Taiwan or something. H is for hiking, or hawk, I guess. J is for jar. K is for kitten. Solution 3. Good night noises everywhere. One summer night, a man grabs his keys, turns off the lights in his house, goes out to his driveway, and starts his car. He then gets out of his car and goes back inside for a few minutes. Finally, he goes back outside once more, shuts off the car, returns to his house, and gets ready for bed. He does not change his plans during any of this, so what is he doing? I know it. <laughs> no, because I'm a parent. I know it. So, mm. the mm -hmm. he is taking his crying baby out to the car and putting them in the car seat and turning the car on and letting the car put them to sleep. And then and then he takes them back inside. Although, that's problematic because you shouldn't go back inside with the baby <laughs> in the car. <laughs> Maybe it's not that. He waits till the baby's asleep because right. he gets <laughs> sits out the car. Goes out part. and checks. Yeah. <laughs> what? No. Was it yeah, right? No, that was not it. No. 
but thanks a good guess is is he going out because of the weather like does it have just something to do with the weather Mm, no it is um it's summer it is summer and or it's summer at night and that is relevant um but not like a particular weather, whether it's raining or not, you know. Does it matter if it's hot? Uh, I don't know that the temperature is exactly relevant, but it is. But I guess it's important that it's not freezing cold. (laughs) (laughs) So he's not running the AC? Because his AC is broken? No. Is something broken? Is something broken... With the house, and he's going out in the car. Uh, nothing is broken, but he is solving a problem. Is the problem bigger than a bread box? Other <laughs> <laughs> stuff I people don't like that question. This is tough. What is what? No one. <laughs> his problem. <laughs> Can we size our problems based on? Well, is it? It's a very bread box sized problem. <laughs> It's a valid question. Is it a problem like he wants to find, like with something he knows, like he wants to go find something out? So he wants to find it out. So he goes out to find it. Like Like knowledge? Like the temperature. So you crane the car and it'll tell you the temperature. Hmm. Yeah, no. Maybe his phone was dead and he wanted to know the temperature. Mm. Mm. Nope. (laughs) Was he charging his phone? No. Is the power out in his house no he's still got power he turned off the lights oh right oh, power is the is the problem in the car or is it in the house the problem is in the house does he take the problem with him to the car no like his only in child. his heart <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> is it bread box <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the problem is in his house, and he solves it with his car. Yes. But if he had a different house, or if he fixed his house, would he need to get, use his car? Uh, there's not a problem like with his house in terms of any of the basic functions of a house. There's just a problem inside his house. <laughs> uh, so, so it, it could, but it could be at another him. house or something like that. Um, could there be a house that doesn't have this problem? <laughs> <laughs> Quite so, sure. But it's not a universal human problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are houses that have this problem and there are houses that don't have this problem. Yes, I mean, basically, yeah. And probably in that area, that there people would be dealing with a similar problem, but... So the problem could... Okay, so if the problem isn't with the house, could it leave the house? He doesn't take it with him. He doesn't take it with him. Is okay. So is it a uh, is it a thing? So the problem's not with something he wants to know. Is it a problem that that is a thing like that he? Sort of. I don't know that I would call it a thing, but it is. It's. A physical related problem that's not his house. Does he do this every day? 
Um, I know. Or if the problem's really bad, I guess maybe. <laughs> Could it? Okay, so you said it's relevant that it's summer. It doesn't matter that it's night. Would he have the? Would it be the same in the day? No. And he's using the car to solve the problem. Yes. Or partially. But the problem is still in his house. Yes. Is he using his headlights? Uh, He is shining his headlights at his house. Yes. What? Wait. (laughs) Is he shining (laughs) the headlights so that bugs will go to the light? Yes. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the answer is that he he has a fly problem. There's um, a lot of flies in his house in the summer this and uh he and he needs a way to lure them to the window so he he goes outside and it's it's night so he you know he doesn't have the sun so he turns on his headlights at the window and they all flock to the window and he kills them in there that is weird (laughs) no it's good we had to do that one time so only not with headlights we have never done this with headlights but when someone we came home one time and uh, the back door got left open, and there were flies everywhere because it was a really crazy summer of flies. And we closed all the windows, right? And where the sun was going down, we opened the blinds on that window, and all of the flies went to that window, and we killed them that way. Hooray. Wow. Check. We did what it. I think we're going to have to try this one pretty soon. Seriously, the flies during a Texas summer are pretty intense. And maybe you're like, what What kind of life hack nonsense was that? By the way, Laura's first guess about um, putting a baby to sleep was sent in by two other listeners. So if you want that to be the answer, you've got me outnumbered. L is for lawnmower. M is for mosquito. N is for night. Okay. I've got three new puzzles, all based around the extremely interesting theme, stuff I've been doing lately. Puzzle one. Rhyme climb time. I took an overnight camping trip with my oldest two boys last week to um, Dinosaur Valley State Park in Texas, which doesn't have as many dinosaurs as I was hoping, Uh, but we did get a squirrel trapped in our tent, so that's... Pretty close, I guess. Anyway, it's not too far from us, about an hour drive, but still having a good road trip puzzle is always nice. So here's one that's pretty good for that, I think. It lends itself to some collaborative thinking and um, it's pretty accessible as well. So it's not too difficult to come up with one syllable rhyming words that start with the first six consonants. For example, bait, crate, date, fate, Gate, hate, that's the first six, but then you get to J and K, like Jate and Kate, kind of falls apart. So, but see if you can come up with one syllable rhyming words that start with every consonant from B to M. That's a bonus if you can go further. But in particular, see if you can find a set of words that ends in a consonant sound, like bait and crate, for example. But And as I often say in these kinds of puzzles, the less you have to consult a Scrabble dictionary, the better. 
I do have a particular one in mind, but there may be others. O is for ocean. P is for parade. R is for roller coaster. Puzzle two. Dog Days of Summer. A couple of weeks ago, I attended an event called Puzzled Pint. Uh, it's an event that you can attend, I think, internationally or in various places anyway. But it was the first time one had taken place in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where I live. But it's a really casual event. You start by solving a puzzle online, and then that gives you the location of uh, usually, I guess, a pub or bar in your area where you can meet up to solve a series of even more puzzles, kind of like a puzzle hunt, I guess. Not that I've actually done one of those either, but these puzzles are supposedly a little on the easier side, although it still took us a little while. Um, there's a meta puzzle at the end that combines all of the other solutions, and then when you solve that, uh, you, well, you can pat yourself on the back, I guess, but uh, it's pretty fun. I recommend checking it out, puzzledpint.com, to see if there's one in your area. It happens on the second Tuesday of each month, I believe. But anyway, there's some kind of theme each time, and this time the theme was dogs. So the puzzles are all pretty visual, so they don't really lend themselves to sharing on a podcast. But here's one um, that's generally inspired by that. I've got a six-letter word that represents one of my least favorite things to do in summer. To help you find this word, I've got these six dogs here from various places in the world. Not that their nationality really is of any importance to the puzzle, but it's, it's just interesting. And uh, what you need to do is size them up, weigh your options, order them in a particular way, and you extract letters from somewhere within the breeds of these dogs based on that order. So I'll just leave that with you, but ready? Here they are. Scottish Terrier, which is a breed from Brazil. No, I'm just, it's Scotland. Um, I've also got a Bernese Mountain Dog. Those are from Switzerland. A Shih Tzu from Tibet, I believe. A Chihuahua from Mexico. A Rhodesian Ridgeback. Those are from Southern Africa. Finally, a Sharpei from China. Again, the countries that they come from is more just interesting to me. It's not really part of the puzzle. So let me just go through them again. Scottish Terrier, Bernese Mountain Dog, Shih Tzu, Chihuahua, Rhodesian Ridgeback, Sharpei. Order them in a particular way and pull out a word. I've got a link in the show notes where you can check your answer to this one as well. S is for storm. V is for video game. W is for wind chimes. Puzzle three. The way we roll. 
So yeah, another thing that I've been up to, um, I've been reviewing puzzle adventure PC games for a website, adventuregamers.com. Anyway, I just finished a game called The Last Cube. It's a puzzle game where you are uh, the last cube. Only not really, because there are like a lot of other cubes, but you're the last cube that can roll around. Well, still not really, because there are these other rolling cubes. But I guess you're like the last cube with a soul. It's not really the most cohesive game, but it's basically where you're rolling a cube around grid-like levels. You're gaining powers that you can use on certain tiles. And some of the some of the puzzles are pretty nice, but um, it's one of those games where you get a feel for how cubes roll. And by roll, I mean, you know, flop from kind of one side to another. So each time it moves from one grid square to another grid square next to it, it rotates 90 degrees like it's rolling. So here's the puzzle. Okay, imagine this situation with like a dice. You've got a single grid square and the dice is sitting on that square. So only one number can face up because there's nowhere for it to roll. So we'll add another grid square next to it. And now two numbers can face up because the dice can roll kind of back and forth from one grid square to the next. So let's add a third grid square and we'll put it on a different axis. So now it kind of forms an L shape. So how many numbers can face up now? The answer is three as it rolls over and then up and then down and back over or whatever. There are three different numbers that will show up on top. Isn't this the most straightforward puzzle ever? Well, okay, so anyway, you get to a, you add a fourth square and so that it completes the larger square. So now you have a two by two grid of squares. And as the dice rolls around on this grid, how many numbers can face up? That's part one of the question. Part two, you add one more grid square anywhere so that it connects to the other four. Now how many numbers can you get? Again, two by two grid, how many numbers show up as the dice rolls from one grid square to the next? Add a fifth grid square somewhere connected to the rest of them, and how many will face up now? X is for xylophone. So summary, the xylophone. Y is for yawn. Z is for zipper. Okay, that is it for this week. You can go to the website braindroppodcast.com to get a refresher on this week's puzzles. You can send in your answers, share a favorite puzzle, or challenge me to make a puzzle based on your daily life by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. If you like this podcast, consider sharing it with others. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hops. All right, sound effects puzzle. The letters that are left are E, I, Q, T, and U. So one of my favorite sounds is quiet. Now for some uncomfortable quiet. You made it to the secret bonus track for the B-sides, Bees.
Thank <laughs> you.